0: from former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam.
1: And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, it's a whole lot of things going on this week in the world of sports. Ray Rice reinstated. Ray Rice, wife on to the Today Show this morning, and Adrian Peterson will know his his um destination tomorrow. Hey, Coach, but also the Rams players will not be penalized or fined by the NFL for their gestures with coming out with their hands up uh, in protest of the Michael Brown situation in Ferguson, uh, Missouri. Coach, what's going on? It's a whole lot of things happening in sports. Oh, well, I agree, Daryl. And, you know, what I love to see was how
2: the Players Association – has come out and said, Hey, let's look at how this judge ruled on Ray Rice, how it was double jeopardy and that he didn't lie to the league. He told them verbatim what had happened. He told them that he struck his wife and exactly how it happened. And then after going from a two week only because of popular opinion, they go to, you know, dismissing the guy from the NFL. And, uh, I was glad to see that the judge saw it that way. And I think that the players association are, 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 thinking that they, they have a little leverage now. Uh, the Adrian Peterson thing, his, uh, charge was, uh, dismissed to a misdemeanor and he's going to do community service. And yet this guy, even though he's been one of the stalwarts in the league for the last, uh, 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 you know for the last five six seven years he's been like one of the leading rushers uh he was the comeback player of the year a couple of years ago and uh it's it's interesting to see not saying that either what either man did was right but that you shouldn't be held above and beyond what other people are are charged with due process should rule in our country no matter what you do
1: I, I would agree with you totally, Coach. And um, you know the situation with Ray Rice. I, I I agree with the double jeopardy with the judge. I think that a lot of situations that have that have happened in the NFL, from situations where guys have gotten suspended for taking uh, fertility drugs to help a wife get pregnant and been not been able to play for a number of games, to other situations where guys have actually been um, failed failed drug tests and not have any suspension. To I think, you know, when we look at this whole situation, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, really has a lot of power. And I think um, with that power comes um, the authority of the owners of the NFL. They want him to be the judge, juror, and executioner. And I think that's not going to change. And that's the reason it is the way it is.
2: Well, Coach, off the air, when you told me how much you would made in the last seven years, I was amazed. I never had. Any, I knew the guy made a good paycheck, but I didn't have. Would you tell me 123 million in the last seven years?
1: Yes. that's insane. Yeah, that is, that is insane, Coach. And and when you know, and when you look at it, um, the situation with Roger, Roger Goodell and his salary, Coach, they're only they're, they're only five players in the history of the NFL that have made more money in the last seven years than Roger Goodell, and those players are Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Julius Peppers. Only those five guys have made as much money as Roger Goodell in the last seven years. It's unbelievable. He's, Coach, he's never taken a snap. Well, he's made $123 million in the last seven years. All for other people's sweat. Well, hey, um, the owners think that uh, he he is – in control of a, a billion-dollar industry, uh, one of the oldest companies in a, in America, uh, one of the richest companies in America. Um, and when you look at what how much money the NFL makes per day, I'm sure that's chump change to pay this man um, $20 million a year.
2: Uh, coach,
1: and, and you
2: know, I was kind of pleased. I wasn't too crazy about it. Uh, I understand why they did it. Uh, while the uh, Ram players did what they did, they want to be supportive of their community. But uh, I think that uh I, w- I really enjoyed how Jeff Fisher handled it. They tried to get him to say something about uh, something in the interview. And he said, look, I'm going to talk about football. I'm a football coach. I'm not uh, a politician. I'm not a, you know, he says, my players decided and they came to me before the game and told me what they were going to do and I told them I wasn't sure how the NFL was going to view it but if that's what they wanted to do okay
1: well you know um Jeff Fisher handled the Michael Sam situation as, as good. good as anybody could have handled a situation and I think he handled the situation um uh, quite well as well you know and, and 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 he's right he is he's not a politician and um uh, and he, I think he really did the right thing on this. You know, if he had, if he had said no to his players, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have set well in his locker room. No, no, and they're getting it together, coach. They're five and seven and looking good. I, I, I would have to agree with you, coach. You know, um, one more, one more um, tidbit about this Ray Rice situation. Um, you know, when when I watched his wife today on on a Today Show, um she actually said that she had no intentions of coming out and making a statement or giving any kind of apology and um but the, but the Ravens team asked her to and she she really felt that she was in a position to do whatever it took to help her husband or help her fiance at the time um save right. his job and save right. his career you know and 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 i i, I think that's kind of Almost like shame on you, Ravens. Shame on you, NFL, to put that kind of pressure on a woman that has been so humiliated um, throughout oh. the, throughout the world. Yeah. You know. you know because ESPN is seen all over the world, coach. Oh yeah, you know, it, it's, it's 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 despicable, and I, I really I, I really applaud this judge um, that came out and, and and said what she said and handled it and did what she did. And uh, and I don't think we've seen the the last of um the NFL being taken to court to regular well, hope, court, I not the kangaroo not. court that they that they have over over Roger Dale's office. Right. Right.
2: Coach, um, we're gonna talk about our games on Sunday.
1: Well, hey, Coach. Of course. Come on. This wouldn't be this wouldn't be the sports info if we didn't talk a little bit about the games on on Sunday. You know and. Coach, where do you want to start with these games on Sunday? So,
2: Sunday night, uh, Denver put it on Kansas City pretty good, 29-16. to 16, But uh, the score doesn't indicate the bad whipping KC got. And they may have lost uh, Jamal uh, Charles, their number one uh, offensive weapon for the year. He's hurt. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, and um, Dem- Denver may have found... Uh, a starting running back in this young man Anderson.
2: Oh, coach, he looked good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he, he looked very good,
2: coach. And then the other one is everybody was waiting for this New England Green Bay game, and it turned out to be a pretty darn good game.
1: It it, it did, but uh, I th- I look at Peyton Manning, and I'm still questioning. Um, you know, um, are we? Are we really seeing the arm strength that it's going to take to make it through the winter of um of, of this December we're getting ready to have? You know, some predict the coldest winter, some predict the hot, the, the warmest winter. You just never know. And uh, he is in Denver, Colorado. Coach, and, and the wind last night affected him. Because he throws a wobbly pass from time to time. And when you throw the ball in the wind, you know as a coach – the tighter the spiral, the more accurate the pass is going to be.
2: Oh, yeah. He was uncommonly off last night. And because his running game was able to dominate somewhat, uh, it didn't hurt.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't hurt. But 179 yards from Peyton Manning, um, that, that, I think that's a question mark, you know, especially when you look at him and um, – Hey, he has pretty much his, his full arsenal of uh, of receivers.
2: Yeah, he needs to get back uh, the tight end more. I mean, Thomas Julian Thomas, but uh, other than that, he had everybody available last night, and like you said, one hundred seventy nine dollars. That's like a half for him usually.
1: Yeah, and and where is Wes West Welker? You know, are we are we seeing the the tail end of West Welker's career? You know, oh, I, he he's I'm not going to call him damaged goods, but he's taking a licking in this NFL that we love to watch. And one reception for 12 yards and only targeted two times. Uh, where's West, where is West? Where is Wes Welker?
2: Coach, he can't separate like he used to. He had he never was a speedy guy, but he was always a quick, great runner of uh, routes. But uh, you don't see that anymore. He doesn't ever get free. He doesn't get open.
1: Yeah. So hey, I, you know, I guess I guess there there are some question marks in Denver, and um, they're on the other side of the ball. Kansas City has even more question marks, Coach. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, you know, we always knew Alex Smith was not going to be able to take the team on his shoulders and carry him forward. That uh, they always were going to have to have a great running back, and they do. Uh, and uh, their defense was very. Uh, if nothing else, uh, uh, consistently good, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, they're, they're right now ranked, uh, uh, right now they're third in the AFC West behind Denver, San Diego, they're seven and five. And I don't know if they'll make the playoffs.
1: Wow. Wow. Hey, well, coach, you know, on the other hand, um, I told you a few weeks back that I, I, I think Dallas is going down. And, um, you know, the way you look at it right now, they lost again yesterday. They've lost three out of the last four games. Um, Philadelphia really put a shellacking on them. And Tony Romo, I don't, I'm not sure if he's, you know, sometimes you can take medication so long and then it's just almost like. It's not effective. Are, are, are you on the medication or are you not on the medication? Right. So, you know, so I, I, you know I, how long is he going to be able to to, to hold eight,
2: up? They're eight and four, and uh, I think they'll still win two more games. I think they'll get to ten and six and yeah. have to get in the playoffs. I don't know what they'll do when they get there, but uh, but coach, it'll be interesting because in, in the AFC East, you know, Philadelphia beat them head to head the other day. Philadelphia is still only one game ahead of them. And Philadelphia have got some pretty tough games ahead of them. So yeah. the FC East goes Philly, Dallas, the Giants, who lost to our Jaguars yesterday. Wow. It made Jacksonville happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, um, and we, let me get back on Tony Romo a little bit because, you know, when you have a QBR of 18.6, I think that's something they have to take a look at. And when we look at Mark Sanchez, on the other hand, yesterday he had a QBR of 81.0. You know, that's those are not good numbers for uh, for Tony Romo and and Demarcus Murray. We all knew that he couldn't he couldn't sustain of gaining a hundred yards every game, 140, 150 yards game games like that. Now we're in the the heart of the season where you know. Those injuries, those little bruises are, are stacking up.
2: Oh, I agree, and, Coach. And, and he, he said and, they, they interviewed him today and he said that he's 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 really having a hard time getting his legs back from week to week. And you know as an old running back that uh as the longer the season goes, I don't care how many ice treatments you take, your legs only have so much juice.
1: You're right. And and um and I think those those are things that he's gonna have to deal with and 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 i'm not counting the cowboys out but um i really think that they 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 could find a little more trouble than philadelphia in this division
2: yeah well coach green bay is in first place in the north of course they beat uh new england last night but uh and then detroit is 8 and 4 but if detroit isn't careful they may walk, wake up
1: and be out well um you know, I, you gotta like the way the, the, the Detroit's playing, though. You know, um, you know they they beat the Bears, and that's one of those teams that they really need to beat. Um, after getting beat last uh, week before, uh, I think they lost to um, to New England, but right. they sure. they beat the Bears, and they needed to beat the Bears, and that's the team they should have beat at home. They're yeah. eight and four, you know. Um, I, I they, really I really think they yeah. have a, I know they're gonna make the playoffs.
2: Well I hope they do. But now uh coach I'll tell you who's coming on in that division is uh Minnesota. Bridgewater's the real deal, I think, coach. I think they have found their quarterback. I mean, yesterday they put a pretty good beat down on uh Carolina. He's he's getting better every week. You can see it. The kids growing as a quarterback in the NFL. I think yeah. he was steal. I think Minnesota got a steal with him.
1: Minnesota definitely got the best quarterback in the draft this year with, with uh, Bridgewater. Uh, and, and maybe they probably should have started him from the onset. Um, but um this, they're at the bottom of that division with Chicago at five and seven. But, Minnesota appears to be on the rise and Chicago definitely re- appears to be falling. The there on the slide for sure. Now yeah. Detroit's holding their own at eight and four and green Bay is a cream of the crop in this division. They're going to win this division and, and Hey, and on uh, the way Aaron, Aaron uh, Rogers looked yesterday against the, um, new against England the Patriots. new England Patriots. Hey, I think, um, that's, that might be the team that comes out of that division. And, um, and plays for the Super Bowl.
2: Well, Coach, uh, because at one time we all thought that uh, Arizona was the heir apparent, but, you know, they're slid, you know, again yesterday uh, <clears throat> without their quarterback and their best receiver. Uh, they're 9-3, and three, and they still have, you know, the best record head-to-head, but uh, uh, they are the number one seed right now. But I don't know if they'll win two or three more games. I don't know if they can win two more games.
1: Well, I'm not so sure, coach, but when we look at this Packers game from yesterday, you know, um you know, Aaron Rodgers had a heck of a game for sure. Uh and and Tom Brady, you know, he really just never really got it on on, on a rhythm. To me, he really never never got into a rhythm um during that game. And I was expecting them to really settle down um I tell you, when we look at Reeves on the defensive side of the ball yesterday, I don't think we're ever going to see a, 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 a more of a, a clinic. Oh,
2: okay. I mean, a shutdown corner.
1: Yeah, you're talking about a shutdown corner. We saw an example of a real shutdown corner yesterday. Well, and Darrell Revis, Um man, he, he really he, – he, he he was in the receiver's routes before they were in their routes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, wow. And 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 hey, and and Brady, his numbers weren't bad. You know, he had a QBR rating of eighty-eight point two, and um, threw for two hundred and forty-five yards, two TDs, and no interceptions. Aaron Rodgers threw for three sixty-eight, um, two TDs, no interceptions, and a QBR of ninety point seven. You know. And and but when we look at the running game yesterday, that kid Lacey did what he what he's been doing pretty much this season: twenty one rushes for ninety eight yards. You know, but and LeGaret Blunt five rush ten rushes for fifty eight yards. You know, um, I think the the, um, the the Packers running attack is built for a winter storm.
3: Oh and, yeah, uh,
1: and I, I I really think they are built for a home field advantage. And I know that's what they're playing for. And, hey, if they can get it, you better watch out with Aaron Rodgers playing like he's playing. Coach, I want to talk about Arizona when we come back. All right, Coach, we'll do that when we come back. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: internet flagship station for sports.
4: Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info. You, um, hey, we have a Denver, Colorado resident on air with us, Joe Brinson. And Joe Brinson played his college football at, um, in Dodge City, Kansas. And he's still the leading rush in the history of that school. Joe, what's going on? Oh, well, how you doing, Darrell? I'm doing all right, man. I'm in- Good. Yeah, Joe. I know. I want to talk to you about this um, Peyton Manning situation, man. You know, some of us out here think that uh, Peyton Manning's arm is—he's throwing wobbly passes. He don't have the same arm strength that he had uh, a few years back before the surgery. Uh, some of us question: Is this running attack they have? Is it going, is it something that's going to last, or this is just a one-hit wonder? What you think about this, and how do people in Gen- in Denver feel about what's going on? Well, there, there
4: people here in Denver feeling good about. Um the situation, because when they first started out, they was um, moving the offensive linemen around and never could <clears throat> play together, gel together. So there was a lot of complaining and <clears throat> that was going on about the offensive line here in Denver. So the offensive lines wanted to prove <clears throat> that they can come together and play. But, uh, Peyton Manning, because they were saying that Peyton Manning was passing the ball a lot, but they had to establish a running game. So they went with C.J. Anderson to bring some balance to the offense, but I think now Denver has found their game for Peyton Manning. I don't think uh, Peyton is ready to pass his way to glory or go to the Super Bowl based on just passing. But for their running game, I think C.J. Anderson is the man. I think he should remain the starter because there's more they can add to their offense as far as using him out of the backfield in certain plays, and he's a very dangerous guy. But I just think Denver, for the running game, I think they can carry it for the next four weeks and even into the playoffs, because right now uh, New England Patriots have their back against the wall. So they have to be them two playing for on-field advantage. And I just see Denver right now, I see Denver winning two out of the four. Or I see them winning three, and I see New England, um, you know, I I don't see them uh, for San Diego. I think they have a tough, but I really believe that they will beat San Diego this weekend, New England. But if I feel if Denver gets the home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I think with their running game, I think that they can make it to the Super Bowl because right now New England is the hottest team, I think, in the NFL AFC. But Peyton Manning, for his you pass he's passing his glory for his passing the ball. He just not going they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. it will be the same results from last year. But I just think their running game, I think that's something that is positive on Denver Park. And I just feel that they're gonna go a long way that they, CJ Anderson stays healthy. And they should well, retain him as the starter, and you know, put him more into a passing game. With their offense, and with Peyton Manning, I think that they'll be more dangerous with him in the backfield.
1: You know, yesterday he did. Um, they did run for two hundred and fourteen yards, and Anderson ran for one hundred and sixty-eight of them. You know, and and he and he is a, a pretty good receiver out of the backfield. You know, Joe. He kind of remind me of you. Kind of short and stocky, real powerful, uh, lower body, real, real big and strong. But he could catch the ball out of the backfield. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you your your hand was big, but they were hard. You you remember that, (laughs) Joe? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey but Joe on the other hand I think Denver has made some um some adjustments on defense man because in the Super Bowl last year their defense was real soft you know and Peyton Manning had a horrible game as well but I think they made they brought some players in and this boy and this guy Vaughn Miller is the real deal but I think they brought some help in for him and it's made a difference uh, on on defense for them
4: well, the thing is about first Denver defense, yeah, they're they're, they're coming together. Uh, there's something to be reckoned with, but I uh, you know I think New England showed the weakness of some of their defenses, uh, some of their defense with anybody with you know you got Tom Brady, but uh, you know I think they're coming together. But Von Miller is awesome.
3: Yes, he is there's
4: something to be reckoned with And their defense. I think if they hold up. I think the defense would be a very in pike for the next four weeks and going into a, a playoffs. And if everyone can stay healthy, it will be a different defense. If they end up in the Super Bowl, there would be a totally different defense that one that they had last year. And I so, just think uh Denver's coming together and I think Airway did a great job putting together, you know, that defense, um Establishing a running game, and I just think now they got a kicker. But I wasn't too impressed with Denver last year uh, last night because they got 15 points off a kicker. But just if they would have had their old kicker, Denver would have had to go for these some of these plays that they had to kick field goals. They would have had to go for fourth and six, fourth and three, or whatever because they're a kicker. But now they got a kicker that they can rely on, so he's going to make a difference too. In tight games in uh, the next four weeks, I think, cause you know, Denver. Sometimes it comes down to field goals, and he, cause they only put up, he gave, he he got 15 points just on kicking alone. So you know that's impressive too. But I think them are going to jail. They got four more weeks to jail. If they stay healthy, there would be something to reckon with in the playoffs. But I just think that they must establish a running game and a passing game. They're not going to win with just a passing game. That defense hold up. I think they're coming together. And I just, I just, I'm. But I'm not a Bronco fan. But you know, I call it like I said. Denver. I think they can become more of a threat the next four weeks. Cause Kansas City. I just don't know why. For some reason, Peyton Manning has Kansas City number. He has won eleven out of twelve. And just for some reason, I just don't know why Kansas City just can't hold up against Denver. But for San Diego, when they play San Diego, we'll see if they can get past San Diego. I think they may be a threat to, to win over Philly, uh based on what New England do. Because yeah, they have and four weeks left.
1: And and when we look at the, at their schedule, you know, um, this week um, they play Buffalo. You know, in Denver. Um, The following week, they play San Diego in San Diego. Now, the the trick game for them is that Cincinnati Bengals game in Cincinnati. You know, and then they play the Raiders. I I really think they're going to beat San Diego at San Diego. Uh, I I really think they're going to handle Buffalo and Oakland. But Marvin Lewis, man, he he can beat anybody. And uh, and that guy, um, Dalton... He's just one of the luckiest quarterbacks you're gonna find, so you huh. never know what you're gonna get from him. That's a trick game for them, and that's the eight thirty uh, Sunday night game. Um, it, it, it's, it's that's gonna be interesting to see what, how that goes.
4: Yeah, I think uh, you know with Andy Dalton, you know, his struggle with Tampa Bay yesterday, and see, you don't know who's gonna show up. Is it gonna be the Andy Dalton who was in the playoffs last year, or is it gonna be the Andy Dalton who got him at <clears throat> eight and three and one? So, you know, when Denver shows up there, I think it'll be a good game, but we'll be able to see right away, you know, is the Cincinnati ready. But I just really believe that yeah. Denver will at least win two of the next four or three of the next four. And the only one I can see that they may have problems with would be San Diego. They may have a problem with Cincinnati, but I just think they should. They will have a business this weekend against Buffalo and they definitely were having no business the last game with the Raiders. So if they can say to themselves, we can get a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. If we just win two more or three more, for sure, because we don't know what New England, because, you know, they, 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 they got our schedule, but I think New England is hot, I think they can maintain themselves. I think they will beat San Diego, but I know for sure Denver will win the AFC West. But for us right now, for us home field advantage, I think it will come down to New England and the Broncos. And I feel whoever gets home field advantage may end up in the Super Bowl, and I'm predicting Green Bay in between New England and Denver in the Super Bowl.
1: I hear you. Joe, one more so, question before you go. You know, um, 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 this guy, Orlando Franklin, um, he's from the University of Miami. And I'm going to tell you, that guy, he is one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, in my opinion. And I'm a little bit biased because I know the guy. I have met him a few times. Um, but they move him from tackle to guard. And he's the biggest offensive lineman on that team. And he's playing guard for them. Has great feet. Moves like like a guard, more like a tight end almost. Um, how, how do you how do you feel about him anchoring that offensive line?
4: Well, you know, I just just feel that you know, right now they're trying to find something, trying to find a rhythm, trying to find somewhere for the offensive line to move forward. And he he can play all positions. And, you know, you don't know what's going on in a person's mind. You know, I've been playing this position all of my career, and then all of a sudden you ask me to move. But whatever they're doing right now with him is working. So if something is fixed, don't break it. You know, if you have to continue to move him, you have to move him. If, you, if, if they ask you to play God or sin or whatever, if it's something to keep you going and to keep the momentum going, Then you can evaluate after the season where you want to be next year, but to be moved from one position to another position with some of these players, it affects them. It affects the chemistry. But here in Denver, I just think it, I just think that, you know, right now it's working and whatever's working for Denver right now, ride it to the end of the season, get home field advantage, work for home field advantage, and then don't change nothing. That is not broken. Right now, Denver is on a roll. Denver is looking good to to end up with the home field advantage over New England. So I just sure. think it's just, you know, <clears throat> that's just a call on some of the coaches. And a lot, of, a lot of complaining and whining was going on with the offensive line when they, they played St. Louis the Rams. That's when a lot of people went into question about Denver offensive line. So Denver just wanted to prove to people that, yeah, we can come together, we can win together, we can move players from different positions and still maintain and protect Peyton Manning, establish a running game. They'll have gained 200 yards <clears throat> in the last two weeks. So I'm saying right now, whatever Denver is doing, if it's working, don't break it. Continue doing hey, what you're, you're doing. we have to continue shuffling players <clears throat> at different positions. I just feel that... <clears throat> You think worry about that at the end of the season, because right now you can continue to start moving players. Because this is the time where one game can cause you home field advantage, can cause you one the bye week, it can cause you one game at home. Because all the teams are very close right now for is eight and five, and right now a lot of teams going to be knocking each other off. A lot of teams going to be getting help, but those teams that sitting at three. Those are the ones who got the most advantage. New England, Endeavor, and the, the AFC. Green Bay, Detroit, they got the advantage, but I think Green Bay will maintain home field advantage. And I feel that uh, Philadelphia will have to come through Green Bay. Detroit might get in as a wild card. But I just feel that in the NFC is that Green Bay will end up in the Super Bowl with home field advantage. Cold weather, Aaron Rodgers, they played great in the cold weather. If New England end up having field advantage, I think they will maintain and go to the Super Bowl. But uh, I just right now, I just think uh, I'm impressed with what Denver doing, and I just feel that they need to run the ball a lot more because when it's third and two, CJ Anderson is getting the ball. I don't I understand. Peyton Manning is a Hall of Fame and one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. But when it's third and two, I will run the ball ninety percent of the time because this guy—he's hit, he's powerful, he's low to the ground, and you hit this guy in the backfield, he still picks up four or five yards. So if a, you do a, a dual uh, threat. Five follow uh, timber. I will work we, in. Uh, him in the passing game because he can catch the ball and he's more of a de- uh, threat when you have all these top receivers here in Denver. And I would give Peyton Manning more of a threat with his arm and with his, with his <clears throat> Hall of Fame, uh, more of a better shot this year than it last year. And they got more of a better defense. And if everyone stays healthy throughout these next four weeks, and the playoffs, I think Denver chances are good. I think New England chances are good. I think Green Bay chances are good. And I think Philadelphia chances are good. Can Philadelphia come in there and win
1: in and, and, uh, Green Bay? That would be a very tough order. And- hey, Joe, when we look at Peyton Manning, you know, Peyton Manning is 38 years old right now, and he'll be 39 years old this year. In March, he'll be 39 years old. You know, um, there's been some questions, of. Uh, I've heard some rumors that, you know, sooner or later we know that they're going to have to replace Peyton Manning in Denver. Um, we heard, I heard that um, Jameis Winston could be a candidate for a draft pick. By John Elway, do you think John Elway is willing to take a guy like Jameis Winston under his wing and maybe let him sit up under Peyton Manning for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe break him out and, and 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 show show the world that that um, he can even tame a Jameis Winston who is a talented quarterback and um and make something out of him? What do you think about that? Do you how much long do you think Peyton Manning can play?
4: I think Peyton Manning. <clears throat> I'm looking at Peyton Manning. Let's say that they go to the Super Bowl and lose again. I'm looking at Peyton Manning to play maybe one or two more years. But if they get knocked out of the playoffs and in it and get knocked off, I think Peyton Manning may walk away from the game because his contract's up this year. But money is not an issue with Peyton Manning. But uh, Jamie Winston will not be around for Denver to fit him into their system. He'd be going way before then, but I just think if he were to come here to Denver with the threat to have a quarterback like Jamie Winston at quarterback, who's who I consider is a pocket passer, that Denver won't miss a beat. But he's no Peyton Manning, but I think he their way and take that young man and turn him into a great quarterback. Because I don't think it takes too—it's going to take too much to. To tweak him into an NFL quarterback because he's a pocket passer. He can stay in the pocket and if he'd have to, he can run. But he don't want to be known for a running type scrambling quarterback. But I think with the talent that Denver have here, yes, I think, uh, he can come in and play here in Denver because the quarterback that they got now, Schwarzak or whatever his name, he's just not gonna, he's not gonna make it. He's not gonna be the type of quarterback Denver gonna be looking for when Peyton Manning retire. But I'm looking for Peyton Manning to maybe go two more years, he'd be 40, and I think it'll be time or if they don't make it, if they get knocked out of the playoffs, I'm looking at maybe the end of this year, the season he would probably announce his retirement. But I know he loved the game, but do you want to go to another season of all the workouts, the grind, the tapes, and all of that stuff? But I'm looking maybe two more years with Peyton Manning. And Jamin Winston, I think he's gonna make a great NFL quarterback. It probably, it depend on what team that he plays for, he can come in and make an impact right away. But if he gets on a team like a Tampa Bay or a team like that, some teams that got a high pick who would pick him, then I think it's kinda of take years, maybe three to four years before he can develop into a, a great NFL quarterback because um <laughs> I just think he's going to make a great NFL quarterback. But it'd be nice if they could get him here in Denver. But he'd uh, <clears throat> be a long shot for Denver to, to get him.
1: But he will fit into Denver
4: system real good here.
1: I hear you, okay. Joe. Well, hey, guys. Yeah. We got, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Joe Brinson giving us a little bit more updates on the uh, Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning situation and the uh, Jameis Winston carrying on. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports
3: Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info Un. We got Joe Brinson on the line, and Joe is giving us an update on the Denver Broncos. And Joe's giving us now an update on the Final Four. Prediction of the of the college NCAA tournament, and what? How do you think this thing's gonna work out, Joe You do you think Florida State's gonna win another championship? No, no, not this year. if
4: They have to come through Oregon, they have to come through Alabama, or they have to come through your TCU's, or your. I think they can probably beat Ohio State if they had to match up with them. Before is the three top Alabama, Oregon, even TCU or Baylor. I don't think that Florida State can beat neither one. I think they would have a tough time beating Ohio State if they were to match up with Ohio State. But the three, no, Florida State will not repeat this year. Uh, even though they're a second half team and they was able to come back, but you got your Alabamas and your Oregons and I, and I just can't see them uh, playing up and matching up against these teams in the playoffs. Not this year. I don't think so. So I think they will have a very tough time this weekend getting past Georgia Tech. And we'll see this weekend, can they get past Georgia Tech? And if they show impressive win over Georgia Tech, I don't think they can get past your Alabama, your Oregon, or your TCU, or even Baylor. I don't think Florida State is, is strong enough to get past these teams. No, they will not repeat this year, Darrell.
1: Do you think Missouri got a chance at Alabama in the SEC Championship? Well, Missouri's a good team. You know, any team can get beat, but I think Missouri,
4: they're a great team. But I just think that for four quarters, I think it'll be very tough. But, they, they're, but they're a good team because if you, if you watch the game early in the season when they played Auburn, they outplayed Auburn the whole game. But just too many mistakes. But if they can eliminate the mistakes with Alabama, because you can't afford to make any mistakes with a team like Alabama, if they play and not make any mistakes, I think they can hang in there with Alabama. I think there could be an upset. So if Alabama loses, who will we put in the place of Alabama? If Florida State loses, who will we put in the place of Florida State? But the TCU and your and them two going to probably – and up in there or your Ohio State if they lose who will we replace Ohio State if they lose with against Wisconsin they say that we have a three upset this weekend which is possible two falling out of that three who would we bring up in the playoff system you know for sure you know if Florida, lo- Florida State loses they're out of it Alabama loses they're out of it if Ohio State loses against Wisconsin day out of it. So, you know, anything can happen this weekend and right now, but i pick my four right now if I had to start the playoffs this weekend. would be Alabama number one, Oregon number two. I will go with TC number three, and I will go with Florida State number four.
1: And, yeah. I, and uh, that's
4: definitely. Yes.
1: Hey, we're gonna have to cut you off. We gotta get it back into this last ten minutes of um college football, NFL. So you you still think Alabama's gonna win it all, huh? Oh yeah, Alabama's
4: gonna Alabama gonna win it all. They be
1: national champs this year. Yeah. I don't think so. Hey Joe, thanks for calling and we'll be having you back on the show real soon. All right, take care, there. Thank you. Hey, right. um, you know, um coach, I really think the situation with um with the final four, in my opinion, is gonna be that these teams are going to get beat up, you know. You're talking about 15 games for 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 some of these teams, and I just think that's going to be. You'll find players really struggling with injuries late in the season.
2: Oh, coach, I think you're seeing it already. But now, uh, I don't think it'll stay just four. I think uh, they'll expand it, if not next year, the year after to eight. So now you're I, talking I if you go 12 games in the regular season in a a championship game, Uh, so now you're up to 13, if you're having eight teams play, then you would have to play twice more uh, before you'd have the championship game. So like you're saying, you'd have as many games as you have in the NFL.
1: Right. And and, and right now we're going to find that when these guys start to play their 14th game, when they're usually only, they've only played about maybe, thirteen games, now they gotta play fourteen and fifteen games. You know, and that thirteen game is a bowl game. So I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be really tough. I think it it really tough. And And the other um, thing
2: too Daryl is that used to be in the old days and when we played, you had a month or so off before you played the bowl game. So you
1: kinda got your legs back somewhat, but that's not gonna be the case with the playoffs. No, that's not going to be the case at all. And uh, you know, and Joe was talking about TCU um, holding it down at that number five spot and possibly getting into the number four. I still have a problem with them going head to head against Baylor, and and Baylor is is number seven, and TCU's holding on the number five spot. Ah, something's wrong with that. They have identical records with a head to head. With a loss. With a loss, yeah. I think the team that won the head-to-head should be ahead of the team that lost the head-to-head. I don't don't understand that.
2: Argon and uh, Arizona play for their championship, and Arizona's who beat them. Yeah. So if the Arizona beats them again, we won't see (laughs) Argon.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, hey, and and, and that's, that's yet to be seen.
2: And Joe may be right. Uh, Wisconsin, if I was Wisconsin, I'd be just like what Joe said. I'd load up in the box and say, okay, Ohio State, if you're going to win the championship game uh, for the Big Ten, you're going to have to run the ball over us.
1: Right, because we know you're not going to be throwing the ball with the new quarterback, you know, and you just, they just lost their starting quarterback over the weekend. And there's a good chance Wisconsin can't win that game because you know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. Oh, they're going to run the rock. And they're going to run the clock.
2: Their guy got uh, beat up a little bit, but I think uh, it doesn't really matter with Wisconsin who's running the ball. They're (laughs) going to run the ball. You know, know, the Gordon kid got hurt, but I think that uh, they're going to be pretty ready to, to run the rock.
1: You know, and when we talk about this Jameis Winston situation and uh, the Florida Gators, um, the game against the Florida Gators over the weekend, he threw four interceptions, Coach, and, and they still found a way to win. Unbelievable. Well, Coach, you know, some of those, I mean, I think the kid made some bad decisions,
2: but a couple of them were tips. So, you, know, I, you know, I wish in a way that the, the, the when you do stats, if there was a, you know, if a receiver—if you hit him in his hands and it goes through his hands and then a defensive player catches it—is that really the quarterback's fault?
1: I—I'd <laughs> I'd say no, it's not the quarterback's fault. But does no, it maybe. go down in the stat book as an interception for the quarterback? Yeah. Yes. Does it go down in the in the, in the record book as a tipped ball intercepted? No. No. <laughs> so hey, you know.
2: But now Joe's right, you know, uh, Denver will never see Winston. I'd say Winston will go, he'll be the first quarterback to go. I think that they're going to pass on this Oregon kid. I think the the kid runs ball real well, but he's not a pocket passer. And I think we're getting kind of burnt on these scrambling, running uh, uh, quarterbacks. I think, you know, he's going to be the first quarterback taken, not because of, you know, that he's been real smart about his offense, Feel things, but everybody knows the kid is an exceptional uh, pocket passer.
1: I would agree. I think he is going to be the first quarterback taken, and I think the NFL has learned their lesson with these with these um, run option quarterbacks. And uh, and that's that's the reason I really think Johnny Manziel is in for a long um, last four games. If they can, if they keep him in for four games, or even if he comes back this week and start, I don't think the NFL is is they they're past this this run option quarterback.
2: I agree, coach, and I think what happens is, uh, you know, I mean, I, I didn't realize exactly how the money was being spent on uh, Robin Griffin the third, but now they've already paid him for next year, so it would be stupid for him unless somebody was willing to take on his salary for him. Uh, that why wouldn't they go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, keep the kid for another year? And see if they couldn't kind of school him because he needs a lot of schooling.
1: Yeah, he needs a lot of schooling, Coach. But um, some people think you're supposed to get your schooling in the first three years, and he got a big head in his first three years, and um, and it just didn't work out well for him, you know. And well, if if, if he, he
2: had playoffs, Coach, because he was a new commodity. I heard somebody talking about uh, the kid at uh, uh, San Francisco. uh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. and they and the guy said, "Hey, yeah, you know, first playoff game he played against uh, Green Bay, he was all world. He rushed the ball for 183 yards, and but after a while, when the league finds out what you do best,
1: they're going to take it away. Right? You know, they they hit you when you don't have the ball." on those read options now and quarterbacks don't like to get hit even when they don't have the ball they don't like to get hit so you know and and when we look at Russell Wilson that's why I have a question mark with them and the success that they're going to have this year possibly going forward in the playoffs because I don't think the NFL is going to allow him to run the ball like he's a running back and get away with it um just it's just not going to happen in the playoffs for sure
2: well coach I think they've made a mistake they kind of uh, thought the kid was all that and uh, went away from uh, Lynch. I think that was a mistake. I think that's why they've got, uh, you know, you know they're uh, – I'm not saying they're not a, still a good team, but they're eight and four, and uh, I think they may lose a couple more games.
1: Oh, I, I think Seattle could lose a couple more games, Coach. I, I think you're exactly right, you know – um and and I'm not going to say it's going to be uh, Russell Wilson's fault. I, I think that uh, Seattle is, has made some moves on that team that you just you just can't gut a team from a year ago that took you to the Super Bowl and think you're going to have the same chemistry with the backups and the third strings. It just no. doesn't work. You doesn't know, happen. no, you know, and, and Seattle's made a lot of teams better teams. yeah,
3: yeah. that's what's bad
2: about when you win.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's bad about when you win. Everybody want more money, and, and some people are willing to give you more money to come over there and play for them.
2: Coach, the yep. thing I'm most sad about is poor old, uh, uh, <laughs> Matt's team, uh, the uh, the uh, Cardinals. Uh, I feel sorry for them because I think if they if uh, if Carson Palmer could have remained healthy, I, I think they would have won enough games to be uh, the number one seed in the NFC. And then everybody would have had to come to them before the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> Which is well, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we and we had this conversation about them um possibly playing the Super Bowl on their home field, enjoying their home locker room for the Super Bowl. Um it doesn't look like it's gonna happen, though. No, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen, but Carson Palmer is one of those quarterbacks that we that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. These guys are they have to fall. Because how much longer can Peyton Manning play at thirty eight years old? You know, and Tom Brady is what, thirty seven years old? How right. how much longer can we expect these guys to play at a high level and 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 be productive like they've been throughout their whole career? It's it's just gonna be very difficult, coach, and um and we're gonna see these guys falling and it's not because they haven't been they had they haven't kept themselves up it's more or less because they play a brutal sport that one lick one hit one bad hit could mean you're out for your career yeah you're done yeah you're done you know what i'm saying and and at carlson palmer's age he might be done Yeah. yeah you know so, hey, uh, don't be surprised to see other players um, in the same era uh, fall out like Carson Palmer. And I'm truly pulling for him. I hope he comes back. Uh, he had a great season, was having a, a, a Pro Bowl season. And uh, I hope he comes back. I hope he make, uh, makes a, a full recovery. Oh, I do, uh, too. But, you yeah. know,
2: when you see that window narrowing down, it's like Fitzgerald. Now he did not have a quarterback, and he's kind of hurt. And so maybe he had his one, you know, Super Bowl experience and, and that, that was going
1: to be it. Yeah. And, hey, and, and and you're right. Larry Fitzgerald is, is not getting any younger. Well, Coach, it's been a lot of fun and a whole lot of sports info going on. Uh, hopefully Adrian Peterson comes out of this thing all looking good. Hopefully Ray Rice can recoup some of that money that the NFL took from him when they fired him unjustly. And, hey, um, let's hope everything settles down in Ferguson, Missouri. And um, yep. let's, get, let's get life back to, to some, nope. some form of normalcy yep. because the what's going on ain't helping things. We need to move forward. Let's put a period behind this, start a new chapter, and making things better. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America radio. Good night. <laughs>